in your presence is liberty. And as we come into your presence, Lord, may every chain be broken. May every door, every fence be cut open. May our souls escape as a bird from the snare of the fowler. Father, I pray this morning that as we have come into your presence, may you renew our strength. For everyone that is weak, Lord, may you renew their strength. You said we are, we are weary and we come to you. We hope in you. We wait on you. You will renew our strength. It's a promise. And we cash in on that promise this morning. Father, as your word comes, may it be light. May it illuminate our thoughts and our lives. Father, as this wisdom message comes, may we be able to take the word and apply it in our lives. I pray against any distractions, O oh God. Father, may this word sink into our hearts and may it touch our lives. May it bear fruits in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you have your Bible, you can lift it up as we make our declaration of faith. Say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I will go where it says I can go. I will become what it says I can become. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Now slap your chest and say, I am a believer. I am a believer. Amen. Shall we take our seats in the presence of the Lord? We started, I started to speak to you on, on some gaps that I have identified in the body of faith as believers. And I said over the next few weeks, I'm going to be sharing a bit more on, on the gap that exists between our prayer and the manifestation of that prayer. Because anytime we pray, God answers. Even before we pray, he has already released an answer. There's something we need to do as children of God to be able to walk into that promise and to be able to take over and allow to manifest in our lives what God has already done and what we have prayed for. So we did that two weeks ago. We looked at some strategies that as children of God we need to apply in our lives. And this morning I want to look beyond just strategy and go into when we have to implement. And the title of my message is A Leap of Faith. A leap of faith. And I pray that you would be blessed this morning with this simple word that is coming your way. There's a quote that I put on my status a few days ago, and it said that implementation without strategy is aimless. When you start to do a project and you haven't strategized properly, or you set out to do something and there's no plan, there's no projection. It's aimless. But strategy without implementation is useless. So after all that I said two weeks ago, if you go back, you take your sheet, you strategize, you plan for your financial, your, your business, your spiritual life, you do a nice strategy on paper and you fail to implement the strategy, it's useless. And I know a lot of people that have done strategies, some in their minds, some on paper, some their dream has remained their dream. I, I know some names, but I won't mention their names. 
and, and so today I wanted to share with you a very a few important tips that would allow you to move from just planning and strategy to actually getting things done. And some of the little things you would need as tips as you set out on this journey. Turn with me to 2 Kings 6, verses 1 to 7. 2 Kings 6, verses 1 to 7. It's a story that I'm sure we have all heard before over and over. But I read it. Sorry about my... I'm not too well, so today I'll be very calm. Let's read the floating axe head. And this is the story of Elisha. Elisha was the prophet that came after Elijah and did twice the miracles that Elijah was supposed to have done. This is one of these miracles that happened and I want to use that as a foundation to share a few things with you this morning. And the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. Please, let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there. And let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, Go. Then one of the prophets said, one of the young prophets said, Please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. And he cried out and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place where the axe head fell. So he cut off a stick and threw it where he had been shown. And he made the iron float. Therefore he said, Pick it up for yourself. So he reached out with his hand and took it. Amen. So the story goes like this. The prophet Elisha, anywhere he went, and this was in Gilgal. He had come to stay for a while in Gilgal. And anytime a prophet, a good prophet will come to town, other people will gather and they form what we call the school of prophets. So he will be tutoring them. He will be teaching them how to build themselves out like the sons of Issachar, take them through understanding of the times, teach them the word of God, so that they can also become prophets in their own cities and in their own towns. And other people will also gather by the prophets just to listen to the Torah, to the word of God. Elisha was doing miracles, and so people also came for miracles to be done in their lives. So after a while, the, the, the people, the people that are close, the prophets close to Elisha, said to him, it looks like our numbers are growing. You know, and the way we see the growth, very soon we won't fit in this place. The place will be too small for us. For me, that is a very strategic thinker. That the place wasn't full yet. But he said, the way we, we see the growth happening, very soon we won't fit in this place. 
And last week I said to you that strategy means looking into the future and planning for the future what will happen. So you look at your resources, you look at what you have, you look at what you don't have, you look at the people you need, the, the skills you need to acquire in order for you to meet the event of the future. Like somebody would say, opportunity is when you have prepared and something comes and you can take advantage. That is when we say you are lucky or there's an opportunity and you took advantage. So you prepare, you strategize. This young prophet said, the way I'm looking at things, we need to get a bigger space. We need to build a bigger asylum. But, but he didn't just step out to build. Um, like all of you, and, and that's my encourage to some of, encouragement to some of us. When you feel led to do something, the first thing you need to do is go to God in prayer. And ask God whether this is what he wants you to do. This is the direction you need to go. This young prophet went to the senior prophet and said, this is what I have in mind. This is the strategy and the plan. I want all of us, it's teamwork. Every one of us should go to the River Jordan. There we will find the resources that we need. Positioning. You go to where you will find the things you need for the work you have to do. And when we go, every one of us gets involved. Some will cut some will build and without paying anybody anything we will have the resources to build what we need let me get back a little and give you a background you see in those times that the, the institution was said that there was the kingship and there was the, the the prophets who were the the prophets of the people of israel they gave god's word to the people what would happen is that the the kingdom or the people of israel will take care of the prophets so if you are a prophet in those days, if you are a priest in those days, you don't work. The people will work and they will bring you a tenth of what they have earned. And that becomes your sustenance. The, the king also takes care of the prophets. He will make sure the temple is built. He will make sure the prophets are fed. He will make sure the prophets have what they need. So if everything was okay, they didn't need to look to build themselves. At the time that the king in, in place was Joram. And Joram had gone against the, the will of God and was an evil king. Jezebel was also around. And we all know the story of Jezebel. He didn't like God's prophets. He was a worshiper of Baal. And so the prophets had been ignored. It was the duty of the state to take care of the prophets. And the prophets didn't need to work or go to the Jordan to get things done for them. The prophets should just have gone to their king and said, we need a bigger place. And would have, would have been provided for them. If the people were given unto the prophets, then the prophets wouldn't have had to use their own labor to build. So it means that people were also reneging on their role to the prophets. Why do I know the prophets were also in difficult times? Even the acts that they were going to use to do their work, they had to borrow. They didn't have money to buy. What am I saying? One of the things that hinders us or keeps us from moving our strategy into implementation is that we have all sorts of reasons of things we don't have and things we don't we need or excuses that we can come up with that will shield us from taking that why haven't you started the business oh i don't have capital oh, oh why haven't you oh the way the economy is going it looks like i have to wait another two years to start out oh, oh so why haven't you started that ministry that god gave you oh i'm waiting on the lord i need some prophetic direction and, and you know i need a little money to rent a place and, and so that i can get people to come i'm telling you that when you want to get into implementation you don't need anything but the word of god and 
and a leap of faith. You have to get up and say, God has said I will do this. Now, Lord, lead me to their places. Give me ideas. Give me whatever I have in my hand is adequate. All the prophets had were their strength. The state had ignored them. That would have been one excuse. Oh, let us wait. Maybe the king will come to his senses and provide the resources that, oh, by your yeah, prophets, I mean, prophets cannot be seen to be cutting wood at the river Jordan. I mean, see the jackets that I have to wear and the coat I'm supposed to be sitting in a bank. Why do I have to start frying both roads by the roadside? It's not me. No, 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 no. I, I'm a prophet in my own home. I, 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 I'm, I'm this and I'm that. And, and a lot of the time, these things are taking us back from taking a step towards what God has ordained for our lives. I'm sharing with you this morning that let no excuse, let nothing external stop you from the dream when God has said go. Go. If you have to start under a tree, start. If you have to start in your room, start. If you have to start in your garage, Somebody said all the great people that have businesses now all over the world started in their garage. And somebody's answer was, I don't have a garage. You, if you don't have a garage, start outside of your room. Start in your bedroom. Start that sewing business in your bedroom. Or, or start that ministry right where God has placed you. The, the prophets could have said that we don't have the resources that we need. Oh, Elisha, I know we are growing. I know our numbers won't fit. But Yen maybe the, the, when the MPP government or the NDC government comes back to power, they will remember that I was a student activist and, and come to my aid. And we are waiting on government. We are waiting on friends. We are waiting on an uncle. We are waiting on family. Oh, I don't have this and I don't have that. Today, I'm here to encourage somebody. When God has given you a plan and an idea, all you need is a leap of faith to start to step out. Now, a lot of the time, we think that if God has spoken, then the resources should come to us. They don't. Once God has said, this is what I'm supposed to, this is the man, the kind of man I'm supposed to marry then I should be praying in the church and all of a sudden I open my eyes and that young man is standing there. Thick, tall, six-pack, handsome. His car is outside, owns a business. And, and, and I say, oh, thank you, Lord. It won't come. It won't. No. When God gives you an assignment, he has made provision. But the provision has to be sought after. You have to go to the Jordan where you will find the trees and cut them for the assignment God has given you. Oh, sometimes you will even need to borrow. You will have to borrow people's talents. You will have to borrow people's skills. You will have to borrow people's ideas. You will have to borrow money sometimes. Oh, but I'm saying that if God has said you should move, then God will make sure that there will be an assignment fulfillment even when you have to borrow. Some of us are waiting, but it's time to borrow. It's time to borrow. The prophet said, we, we don't have anything. We need to cut down the trees for the temple. All we, we have is our skill. We can't cut the trees with our hands. Even though we are prophets, God hasn't equipped us for our hands to be knives, for us to cut down trees with our hands. We don't have trees. And if you know the story in 2 Samuel, the Israelites themselves, even they didn't have equipment. They didn't have access. There were no blacksmiths in Israel. The Philistines had made sure 
that there were no blacksmiths in it. So when they went to war, it was only Saul and his son Jonathan that had spears and arrows because all the blacksmiths were Philistines. So they even had to go to the heathen to borrow an axe to fulfill a promise of God on their lives. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. If you have to step out of your comfort zone and borrow something you need to start out on the assignment that God has given you, you need to take a step. You need to take a step. The resources are waiting. Maybe they are waiting with the hidden. Maybe they are waiting with the people you don't like to work with. Maybe they are waiting with the people who, are, who don't have the same faith as you. Maybe they are waiting with the people that you have looked down upon. Maybe they are waiting on the other side of your excuses. All I'm telling you this morning, beloved child of God, it is time for you to arise. And after you have drawn your plan or your strategy, ask yourself, what do I need to borrow for this assignment to happen? So they borrowed an axe. And they went, and, and with zeal and excitement, they began to cut down the, the trees. They began to cut them down. I mean, they were cutting. One was doing it, they were building. Then, calamity happens. If they were, because they didn't manufacture these axes in, in Israel, if you the, the theology, it was very expensive. The axe heads were very expensive because it was the, the, the source of livelihood. That is what all the, the craftsmen will use to, to fabricate whatever they are doing. So it was quite expensive. So, number one, you are a prophet with no money. Number two, the people you borrowed the axe from, they are not even your kinsmen. They are more like your, your, even your enemies. They, 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 just say, <laughs> number three, the axe head is so expensive. Number four, the axe head didn't fall in the forest for you to weed and pick. The axe head has fallen in the Jordan. And axe heads are so heavy that they don't float. They will sink to the bottom of the Jordan. Chese, the, the man was in a state of confusion. How, how am I going to pay for this? What am I going to tell the owner of this axe head? <coughs> So if, if you read some of the verses, but the, the, the scripture will tell you that he screamed. He, he shouted, alas! It was borrowed. And it was borrowed from people who will not spare me. And, and I, I, I can, I, I'm sure they had even heard the story of the prophet who had, who had died and left a debt for his wife, his widow. And at a point, the children of the widow were going to be taken away because of the debt that the prophet... All sorts of things were going through the mind of this prophet. How am I going to redeem myself? How am I going to pay for this? But, but God, we were doing this for you. God, we were not going to build a nightclub. We were going to build a place where your people will meet. Why? God, but, but all the zeal and the energy we put in. Why do you have to put me through this? But God, we asked the prophet of God. And he gave us permission to go. So it wasn't like I moved on this project or this assignment on my own. I, I consulted you. I sought direction. So God, why will this happen to me? And a lot of the time, I know that some of us are waiting and not taking a step because we are afraid to fail. We are afraid to get to the point where the axe head will fall into the water and we cannot find a way out. So that has stopped us from taking a step. 
The God wives are many. But God, you gave, I prayed, I, I waited on you for this marriage. You, you gave me all the signs that I was looking for in this man that we, So why are we going through this challenge? Why has my axe head falling into the water in a way that I cannot recover? I don't have the, I don't have the means to get it out. I, I don't have the way. And, and then if you are here this morning, you are in a place where you are saying that, Lord, I took a leap of faith, but I'm at a point where I am confused. Everything is going the wrong way. Everything is turning out not the way I imagined it to turn out. I have prayed. I have cried. I have fasted and waited on you. Why will this happen to me? Lord, why will this happen? Mates that don't serve you are married. They are doing well. Or people that don't know you are passing exams. But I am here on my knees serving you all the time. And my axe head is at the bottom of the water. Alas, it was borrowed. It is not even mine. If it was even mine, I would have said it's a bad debt. It will pain me. But I will just let it go. But it was borrowed. And I have to go back. And I have to find the money to get a replacement for this person. What did they do? And that is the focus of my message to you this morning. When they had said to the Elisha, Elisha the prophet Elisha, that we are going to do this. Elisha said, go. You have my permission to go. And that is what most of us will do. After God has given us the go ahead. We step out into the business. We take a leap of faith. And we leave God where we prayed. Oh, we leave God in church for Sundays. One man was wise enough to tell the prophet Elisha that I sense that I am sure this man had word of knowledge. That something may happen on this journey. Even though God has said we should go, there may be some challenges that will require the hand of God. So, Prophet Elisha, I am not, we are not going on this good expedition without you. And the prophet said, I'll come along. Then when it came to when, when it mattered most, they woke up and went to Elisha. And they said, alas, you need to help us. You are the, the, the person that can connect us to God. And I'm saying this morning is that it's okay. A lot of us go to God and we, we know God. We pray and we ask God to help us. And, and he comes into our lives. He comes into our business. And when we start the business and everything is going well, we forget that there is a God. Until some calamity hits, then we start asking God, where are you? I'm here to encourage you. God is not for the church alone. God is not for Sundays alone. God is for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. In your board meeting, God should be there. In your discussions, God should be present. Everywhere before you step out into your office in the morning, you go on your knees to this God that can redeem you when a problem comes. I am also here to tell you that don't forget the men of God. You see, we are in a season and a time where because of grace, we think, oh, we all have access to God. We all have access to Jesus Christ. We all have access to the King of Kings. And also for Pebebitna. But I can assure you that even in this day and time, Jesus didn't leave you without a shepherd. There is a reason for a shepherd in your life. 
There's a reason that somebody decides that I'm going to stay in the presence of the Lord and wait upon the Lord for the sheep that God has entrusted in my hands. But it will require for you to scream, alas, it was borrowed. Your prophet, your pastor, your priest, your shepherd will not come prying into your life. If you don't scream and say, I have a problem. I need your take on this. I know that you can hear the mind of God. I know that I can go to God. But I also know that God has placed you on my life. Because God knows that a time will come. That some higher realms will be needed to bring you a solution that you cannot find for yourself. Church, learn to get close to your shepherds. Learn to run your thing, the decisions that you are taking by your shepherd. I may not understand your business. I may not understand the love that you have fallen into. I may not even understand the project you want to do. But I understand one language. And that language is that I can go to God and say, God, may you stand in for this sheep of mine. God, may you build a wall of protection around this sheep. Or I know one language that I can go to God and say that you said in your word that on the day of account, I will have to account for every sheep that you have placed in my care. And if I'm supposed to account for them, that I am I'm requiring you to be a blessing for them in the morning in the afternoon and in the evening but some of you won't talk to us you won't call us you won't send message to us you only reach out to us when there's a problem oh you know and i don't understand some people even say oh i'm doing this so i'm staying away from everything for now you know let me leave the choir for now because uh, what i'm doing now is so important that i don't have time for the choir it's a mistake because your axe may fall into the jordan and at that point your skill will not help your knowledge will not help at that point, you need the prophet of God. You need the word of God. You need the prophet to come and do the impossible. To seek the face of God and say, Oh, where did the axe fall? They showed him where the axe fell. He says, Break a, a tree, a, a, a little tree, like a little branch. Branch. What is the relation between a branch and an axe head that is several? meters in water what is the connection what is the connection it defies logic it doesn't make sense when you come to me and I give you direction or you go to God and God gives you direction it doesn't have to make sense you may be intelligent you may be smart you may know all that but if I tell you go and do this it's like breaking a branch and putting it where the axe fell and Bible tells me that a miracle happened. Immediately the heavy axe began to come up out of the water. And it began to float. And Elisha said, God could just have taken the axe out for you. But I need your involvement. So prophet of God, stretch out your hand and take the axe. What it means is that you may be knowledgeable in your business. I am not taking your business. I am just giving you direction. And after I have given you direction, you go out and you obey the instruction. And suddenly that which seemed impossible will become possible. When you take a leap of faith as a child of God, going to compete in a world where things are happening underneath, where people are contacting people in Benin 
and in all sorts of places to make sure that they thrive. We are so not knowledgeable in the things of God because we think that because of the grace, we don't need anybody in our lives. We don't need the altar of God in our lives. We don't need to give to, 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 for God to pray. I know people that are here, and you think that all of you, I know people who will come and sow into my life and say, pray for my business. You there, call crown for me. Because you think you know everything, and you think you can do it all by yourself. Or you think you can, I'm here to tell you this morning that there's a place of God in whatever enterprise that God has assigned to you. There's a place of God in that marriage. There's a place of God in that ministry. There's a place for God in that business. There's a place of God in your health. There's a, there's a role that God can play that your skill, your capacity, your strength will not be able to play. So I'm here to tell you this morning, wherever you are choosing to play, make sure that God is at the center of what you are doing. I'm here to tell you this morning, like they said to the prophet Elisha, you have said we should go, but we are not going and leaving you behind. But because we know this journey that like Cletus to say, there can be contours on the journey. And in those moments, we want the God of impossibility to speak a word of faith into our lives and into our businesses. And when he does, we know that the axe head will come up out of the water and we can reach it and touch it and take it back home. Beloved, take a leap of faith, but don't leave God behind. When God blesses and opens those doors for you, for that financial breakthrough, for that enterprise, for that marriage, for that relationship, please make sure that there's always the God, the altar that you can run to. And when you scream, alas, it was borrowed, there's a man of God, there's a prophet of God, there's an altar that you can come to and you can pray for the impossible to happen because I can assure you definitely without any shadow of doubt that in our lives we will come into situations where our cry can only be unto the God of impossibility. There will be some debts that you land into no matter who you know, no matter how smart you are, no matter the skills you have, it is only this God who can come through and make a way for you and cause you to be able to reach out for that axe head and go back and give it back to the owner and say, I borrowed from you and here it is. Beloved, implementation, you have all the business school tips, but I am standing on the altar of God and I am speaking for the God that we serve and I am here to tell you and implore you that wherever you go from here, don't leave God in church on Sunday. Take God with you on Monday to the office. Take God with you the same way some people go to Beni and come and put something under their chair so that they get promotion. Go with the oil and the anointing of God and anoint your chair and say that I sit here for elevation because I serve a God who is able to lift men up. Don't be ignorant. Don't think that it is enough to just walk in as a child of God and take control. There are mountains and levels of influence in this world. And if you want to ascend mountains, you need to be smart. You need to understand that everywhere you go, even a David who was close with God, communing with him in the desert, needed a Nathan in his life. There are things that there are times and seasons that you need 
the prophets of God to speak into your life. There are times that you need to run to the altar and make a claim on the altar and say, I can't do this by myself. I am struggling to accomplish this. May the God who makes the impossible possible come through for me. I hope this has blessed somebody this morning. You want to stand on your feet? You want to stand on your feet? And you want to commit whatever God has entrusted into your hands this morning unto him. Some of you are going into major prophet projects or you are in the middle of major projects. You want to come to the altar and you want to say that, Lord, I started this with you and I need you more than ever. My axe may fall in water. In those moments, Lord, may you speak for me. You want to pray. Some of you are in relationships. You God opened some doors and, and, and it's a struggle now. You, you, you don't know where he's going. You, you don't understand because you know that God spoke. You know that you heard. You are praying and you are saying that, Lord, I need you more than ever. I need you. Now from this morning, I, I, I'm not ignorant. The, the sons of darkness, they are smarter than the sons of light. They know that they need certain powers, certain authorities to intervene in their situation. And this morning, you are calling on Jehovah. And you are saying that, Jehovah, may you arise. May you arise. We, we, are, we are secular. We are carnal human beings. But, but there's a realm that we cannot see. There's a spiritual level that governs the physical. And you want to connect to that spiritual angle this morning. Wherever you are standing, you want to pray. You want to pray. You want to pray the Lord. I won't live here without you. From today, you are making a commitment that God is going with you everywhere you go. In the morning, you will arise and, and, and you, will, you will talk to this God who opens doors. You, you will ask this God to go ahead of you into boardrooms. 